What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. Today, I've got a special episode for you. Some of you may know, you've heard about the show, The Chosen, I have uh, brought on to the Spring Hills Podcast, Justin Overlander, who is the associate producer of The Chosen. He's been on twice already. This is going to be the third time, but I, uh, I had messaged him the other day, and I just said, hey, man, if you've got 20, 30 minutes, I'd love to talk to you about the Christmas special that y'all did. So Justin came back onto the podcast today and talked to me about the Christmas special, which you'll find out a little bit more about throughout the episode. But it is in theaters. Uh, I think there's a couple theaters around the Santa Rosa area that are uh, that are playing it. And it's what's really cool is that the day it came out, it was the number one movie in the country, uh, which is gr- amazing to see that, which is just showing, and you'll hear Justin say this as well, that people are really craving this kind of content. Um, so it's now passed over $10 million that this movie has made. It's really cool just to see the uh, the support that it's getting from people all over the country, and people are so excited about it. There's a couple of churches in town also that are going to be showing it. I know um, the Rock Church has a showing, I believe, on Monday night, and uh, if you want the link to that, you can email me at podcast at springhills.org. There's also another one happening in Sebastopol at Sebastopol Christian Church, um, I don't know any details about that besides that it's happening on Sunday night. I don't know the ticket information on it, but you could probably call their uh, office and find out a little bit more about it if you're interested in seeing that on Sunday night. Uh, let's go ahead and get to this interview with Justin Overlander. Uh, his his microphone cuts out a tiny bit on a couple spots, but you'll get the, uh, the overall gist of what he's saying and what he's sharing. Um, but yes, here's Justin Overlander, the associate producer of The Chosen. up brother hey man how are you i'm doing well how have you been i've been well i've been well it's been a it's been a minute since we've uh conversed but yeah but i think january or no no no, right before season two is that when it was yeah before we even started shooting season two no 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 i uh we had we had talked like a week before the premiere of of the first episode so like right around easter when you guys yeah when you Cool, man. Well, hey, uh, thanks for coming back on with me. Uh, I know that, yeah, like you said, it had been since, I think, April, since we talked last. Um, before we talk about the Christmas thing, which I actually, I had, I feel like I wasn't on social media and stuff enough over the time when you guys first started talking about it, because it sort of came to me. I was like, wait, what is this? And I hadn't seen much about it yet. So uh, I'm excited to talk to you about the Christmas episode, but because I hadn't talked to you, I haven't talked to you since season two has aired. Can I ask you a few questions about that first? Yeah, of course. And and let me just say, Garrett, first of all, there you can never say, I feel like I wasn't on social media enough because <laughs> there, there's no such thing. That's as, a good point. As, good point. Yeah. But yeah, so like, season two comes out. It was very, it's very different from season one um, because I feel like it, it focuses a lot more. I think you even said this. It's going to focus a lot more on the relationships of the disciples themselves um, and the interactions of them, which is I'd like the episode with around the campfire to me was just, I mean, it was like, it was chilling when, you know, when Jesus walks by and just says good night. And like, they all kind of feel that, that moment of just being convicted of like, what are we, what are we doing here? Arguing with each other while he's you know, the savior of the world is, is out there healing people. And it was just so, I, I love those kinds of episodes that really get deep into the, the relationship and the character. But I wanted to know what was the overall reaction that you felt from fans and uh, maybe even just the crew and everybody on how the turnout was of the full season. I tell you, it's 
always going to be kind of a divergent response. We've got a handful of people that thought season two was terrible compared to season one because season one had a number of recognizable miracles. Sure. You know, the, the miracle of the fish, the, the healing of the paralytic, the healing of the leper. Well, and one of the most wine. famous verses of all time, that whole conversation too. Yeah, yeah, the the rooftop scene with yeah. Nicodemus, of course. Um, and season two is more just about, as you mentioned, the the interpersonal relationship of these the, this group of men and women. That if if you're going to be traveling with the same group of people for months, uh, years at a time, there, there's going to be conflict. Uh, I know that your church doesn't have any conflict within, but never, but never. most. <laughs> but most, uh, even if you're doing godly things, the, the human ego gets involved. And so that's what we're trying to show. And, mm-hmm. and you mentioned episode three of season two, where there, there ends up being a lot of bickering at the end. And just this somber stance, Jesus walks by, doesn't do anything to reprimand them, doesn't do anything to draw attention to his, his uh, soreness or anything like that, but just says goodnight. Yeah, I mean that to me is is a, a great metaphor to probably what's happening today, where even within churches and 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 whatnot, people bickering, arguing, you know, splitting hairs over these little details that really truly don't matter in the right. big picture. And Jesus is out there working his tail off and just walks by, tired. Yeah, it, man, it was yeah, that, it was chilling. My wife yeah. had watched it. I was a little bit mad at her because she uh, she watched it before without me because uh i was i forget what was going on but she ended up having some time to watch it and she tried to not tell me that she watched it and so i was kind of mad and then she was like you need to watch this episode if you're mad at me right now and i was so i watched it. i'm like oh i get why you tell me that okay um were you on set for most of season two uh the utah leg i was on set every day the texas leg i had some other things going on i, I was doing the uh the sermon on the mount documentary traveling around traveling around for that okay and uh i was i was down there for the snowpocalypse though the right. biggest snowstorm in the last hundred years uh of texas and as a minnesota guy i like going south in the winter to escape uh so the, the winter followed me there but yeah i was uh on set for probably two-thirds to three quarters of the filming right. this time around cool that's that's awesome and um i was gonna ask just what's what's one of the highlights from that whole season for you because you had told me uh in season one one of the highlights was the like rap party after i think you said you did the wedding last and you said it was like that the last time that everybody was together filming it and that was kind of a highlight for you what was a highlight from season two for your from your experience I tell you, it goes back to the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, we brought in more than 2,000 people, fans of the show, people that have paid it for. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so cool and, to see it. In, in the midst of COVID, too. I mean, everybody, you know, 2,000-some people getting tested as, as they pull into the parking lot of this uh, sports complex about 15 minutes from set, right. making sure that they're all clear, able to come in. And just, uh, it was a cold, miserable, drizzly day, but the, the spirits were just so high. I mean, we brought in uh, Carrie Job, Cody Kahn. Right. To, to and they were all in the crowd, and, right? They were, yeah. That's yeah. I, mean, I was so trying to spot some of them, but I, I didn't see, I couldn't spot any of them. I've, I watched it on a smaller screen, so maybe if I put it on a big screen, I, I could see. Um, yeah, that was really cool to see so. that, that moment. And the music is so amazing in the show, and, they, and it's so well uh, it, I mean, it's so well timed with like the way, you know, the, you see some people walking and then it like, it, you just see more and more people. And it was so cool to watch that scene. Um, especially after talking to you and knowing that that was around 
the time of the uh that was around the time of the snowpocalypse wasn't it yeah we uh canceled our shoot day the following day because of weather and then that entire next week had to be canceled because it was just too brutally cold and there was snow on the ground so we we you know, and it, it does snow in uh, Capernaum, but not very often. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, uh, because I've got it, the chosen has kind of taken off here in Sonoma County, which is really cool. There's a couple churches doing the the viewings of the Christmas episode, um, but I've talked to a lot of people, and I I usually before I'm gonna I get to talk to you, I ha- I say, do you have any questions that you'd want to ask him? So these are quicker questions. You don't need to spend a whole lot of time on them. But um, so somebody said, what was his favorite episode in season two? Oh goodness, I don't. I- I don't know that I have a favorite episode there, you know, that, that closing moment in episode three of Jesus walking by in humility is fantastic. Um, you know, seeing the lead up to the Sermon on the Mount, but I, I view it from a different, I, I can't just view it as a fan. I view it as, Oh, what were we doing that day on sure. set? What, you know, was, was catering really good that day? I remember <laughs> stuff like that. That was the pork belly day. Or that was the ribs day. I, that, that comes into play when I'm watching uh, an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another question that I got was, what's it like, uh, what's Jonathan like not filming? When you're around him, it's got to be kind of strange hanging out with Jesus. Uh, and then his, he doesn't really have that accent. He's, his voice is different um, because he doesn't have the, the thick accent. But what is Jonathan like when he's not filming? Jonathan is, is fantastic. He's become a dear friend and just uh, he approaches his craft so professionally. But this role he approaches with such humility mm. and such prayer like he, he does not want uh to get this wrong of course and and uh, we'll, we'll never know if if he's truly getting this right i mean in this world we won't have that answer but right yeah he's by what we see on social media and what we hear from fans his depiction of our lord and savior is winning hearts yes you know uh, we get we get messages regularly that say I was on the brink of suicide and I saw the chosen and I saw Jesus look at me in a way that I've never thought of yeah. him looking at me before. And so that to me uh, is, is, is saying that we're getting something right or, or that God is doing something through us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing to watch him do that. And I've asked, I've asked some other pastors and stuff too. And everybody just says, Oh, it's the best, it's the best depiction that we've seen. And it's uh, I really think, I mean, I know it's not just Jonathan. I know there's a whole team, uh, with Dallas directing and like a whole team helping in the, in the whole process. But I really think you guys nail it. And, and, um, he's obviously, Jonathan's obviously, uh, you can tell he's approaching it in a, in a humble way. Uh, the last question, yeah, and you, go ahead. You had mentioned the accent. Yeah, indeed. He's, he's got a standard, uh, American Northeast accent. He's from New York and, uh, he's, he's actually a master of dialect. Oh, he's done a lot of voiceover work. He shows up in, in tons of video games. I, I I won't try to list off the titles because I don't remember. Interesting. Them off the top of my head. I didn't know that but, about. Yeah, yeah, voiceover um, maestro. That's actually. awesome. And, That's and also awesome. very funny. Great sense of humor. Uh, anytime he calls, I'll tell my family. Oh, sorry, I I got to take. Yeah, it to Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's that awesome. never gets old. You got G- Yeah, I know. You got Jesus on speed dial, right? Um, yeah. Okay, last question before we get to the Christmas thing. It uh, goes back to season one, which is uh, about Eric Avari, um, which was, is there any possible way to bring Eric Avari back in later seasons, or has the story of Nicodemus been told in, in the eyes of uh, the writers? 
Oh, sorry, the connection got got too poor. I, there's no way I can answer that question with the current connection. Uh, maybe. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Time. Sorry, you want me to say it louder? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think louder will help. I think it's amazing though, just because Eric uh, obviously is is the more most recognizable person in that season um, season one because he's been in a ton of huge movies. And uh, I mean, it's so funny to watch like Mr. Deeds and see him. Uh, eating a Wendy's Frosty and then go and watch The Chosen and he's Nicodemus in like that rooftop scene is just he's phenomenal I mean he's a phenomenal actor as it is but like playing that that role is just amazing um, but yeah his, so his, his character's demise in The Mummy is all the more sadder now because I know him yes yes yeah yeah the, the Mummy was another one that I when I saw him uh, my wife had watched The Chosen before me and she was watching it and I'm like they got they got that dude in this, in this, like, and at that point I didn't even know his, what his name was. I'm just like, that dude's from, from Mr. Deeds and the mummy. And she's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, let me show you something. And then she's like, that is weird to watch him. Cause he's a goofball in Mr. Oh. Deeds. Uh, but all right, let's yeah. talk about oh, the first actor for sure. Yeah. Talented. Let's talk about the Christmas, uh, Christmas with the chosen. Um, so it's making a lot of money, which is really cool to see that, that people are flocking to theaters. I saw today that, uh, y'all posted that, some theaters are doing more showings of it because people have turned out for it, which is really cool to see the support that's happening. And I think we've seen that with the show as well, that people are um, really rallying around it and uh, and wanting to see more of it because you guys do a great job. But uh, why don't you give us just a little synopsis of what Christmas with the Chosen is? Yeah, and Garrett, I'll mention the numbers uh, quickly. It, it, it's fun to be number one on opening night and number four overall on opening week. But if that doesn't lead to people being impacted and experiencing what this season is really all about, then it doesn't matter to me at all. So to me, the numbers represent that the right eyes hopefully are seeing this and and witnessing the birth of our Savior and Mm. how he came so humbly to this world to be amongst us. And uh, he did that for a reason. So right. anyway, um, yeah, the the story of the show, and I've I've got our our Christmas shirt here. Can you see? Oh yeah, People yeah. Must know. Yes, People yes. People must know is the, the line at the bottom, and that was an ad libbed line from the short that Dallas did for his Christmas special. Dallas Jenkins, our director, uh, made the shepherd for his church in Elgin, Illinois, uh, four years ago, I believe. And uh, the shepherd in that show said, "People must know," which wasn't scripted. And then Raj, who plays uh, Joseph, uh, repeated it back at him, people must know. And it has just kind of become uh, part of the, the chosen vernacular, yeah. part of the chosen lore. And, and really that, uh, I, I mentioned the numbers earlier, because it does come down to people must know. We need to get this word out there to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. So the Christmas special is uh, a lot of uh, artists coming together and performing Christmas songs. And even some uh, non-seasonal specific songs, like Brandon Lake performs "Gratitude," okay. which I think went to that, number one. Yeah, on, that one, that one skyrocketed. Yeah, and that is just such a powerful song, and to watch him perform it on uh, on screen and just get that guttural, you know, the his voice off. is phenomenal. His voice it's, is so good. He's so supremely talented and, and you can just hear and feel the emotion behind it. And then we've got the Bonner family that performs one of my favorite all time hymns, How Great Thou Art. And they perform it in a way that I I don't think anybody watching this has ever heard before. It's just 
phenomenal. Great. And the One Voice Children's Choir, uh, this thing, Mary Do You Know, and then the, the closing number with Phil Wickham and a number of the artists together and the One Voice Children's Choir doing Joy to the World. I mean, I'm spoiling everything, I know, but... Uh, You're also just making everybody excited, even more excited to see it, because that, well, that and, sounds and, awesome. And if, the, the soundtrack is actually available uh, at thechosengift.com, and you can even download it on Spotify or stream it on Spotify. I don't know exactly how that works. So you can hear this music before even going to the Christmas special. But what you don't get in the soundtrack is the special episode. Right. So it's a, it's a full length, um, you know, uh, chosen episode that features characters from the actual show, The Chosen, and the original Mary and Joseph from The Shepherd uh, short that Dallas did for his church. So Sarah Ann and Raj Bond are back to play Mary and Joseph, and it's just another piece of their journey. They also made an appearance in season one, didn't they? Raj did as Joseph. Um, yeah, the when the he was lost, of, in, when Jesus was lost, right? Yeah, Jesus as a thirteen-year-old uh, going to the temple, and you know, uh, my, I was in my father's house. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Raj came back and played Joseph in that. Uh, but but yeah, he and and uh, Sarah are back playing uh, Joseph and Mary in this one riding a donkey into Bethlehem. And uh, yeah, I, I don't want to give too much away from that. But people, people, and I still cry. I've seen it a number of times. I still get teary-eyed during some of the songs and definitely during the, the episode. Yeah. Like you said, you didn't want to spoil anything. I saw a thing today that said uh, with, had a picture of the Bible and on front of the Bible it said, spoiler alert, this will spoil the rest of the series of The Chosen. <laughs> so like, if you don't want... <laughs> well, there obviously, is that, but... You want people to read the Bible, though. That's not the. <laughs> you don't want people well, to avoid is, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we we're we're not trying to be a replacement for scripture, obviously, at, yeah. at all. I mean, we want to be a bridge. We want to be kind of a landing pad for people to get inspired to read scripture. But also the visualization or the the visual storytelling of things um, that that don't come across as easily in mm-hmm. scripture. You know, just just the 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 sheer um, messiness. Of, of the way Jesus came into this world to, to literally do. Now I grew up in, in small town, Minnesota. Uh, we, we have a barn. I grew up on farms. I know what it's like to be in a pig pen or next to cow pies. I mean, that's, that's where Jesus came into this mm-hmm. world. So we have a, I, I will give away one, one thing because we just put it up on social media the other day. Joseph actually scoops some manure out of the way before Mary lays down to give birth yeah and you think about how sterile we have hospitals today i mean this is just it's it's just it's the most humble way you could come into this world i mean that's there is a very specific reason behind that and and i don't think we're supposed to gloss over that right yeah well when did this project come to life because like i i feel like at the end of season two you know i very i remember very specifically we watched the live stream of season of the finale and, you know, it ends and uh, there's a very specific uh, disciple that gets introduced to us, right? And Dallas just kind of like looking at the camera like, there it is. And like, I, I, that's kind of the most, you know, most that I remember of the last of season two. And then I didn't really, like I said, uh, I hadn't really looked at much. When did the Christmas special become a, a thing? When did that get decided to be uh, produced? We knew we would do a Christmas special. Uh, we did one last year that focused on the music videos. And, right. and we uh, last year we had uh, four actor monologues written by one of our 
co-writers, Tyler Thompson, and, and those are back this year as well. There are four monologues within the music videos and, and the actual episode, but to, to add the episode, you know, the actual, you know, canonical chosen episode that wasn't decided until about July. Okay. And part of what went into that decision was the fact that we were having to be a little delayed on the production of season three. Okay. Um, and, and Dallas has gone on record of saying that he believes that we were, um, you know, delayed in part to get this story out to the world at, at this particular time. So it's, it's, I mean, it's all God's timing mm-hmm. and we're just trying to be obedient and, and, uh, not mess things up. Mm-hmm. So while we wanted to be shooting season three in September, October, November, you know, we wanted, I should be on set right now. That, that was the plan. Cause you were on uh, set last year at this time, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. But because of delays, we uh, had the opportunity to do this Christmas special and uh, it, it got, it came together quickly. You know, July was when the concept came upon us and, uh, you know, we shot it in, in the first week of October. It only so took a week to a shoot it? Months. Uh, yeah, we, we shot that whole episode in a week. Wow. I feel like that's really quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was <laughs> quick. There were long days. I'm like, I feel, I feel like we've done, we've done little productions at the church here that take us more than a week to do something like that. That's like, I can't believe you guys pulled that off in a week. One one thing that works to our advantage is that a lot of the team is assembled from, uh, you know, season two and even some from season one. So we've still got Out of Order Studio, Chad Gunderson, Chris June, Carrie Navarro, Renee Motes are a wonderful team that oversee the production. Okay. So they've been on board since the very beginning. So it's almost like an, an, a well-oiled machine that they can come in and, and they, you know, and we knew the space. You know, yeah, we yeah. were shooting at the Goshen set in Utah again. We shot there for season two. We knew what we were walking into. We had worked with most of the actors before. And so we had that advantage. But if this was a brand new production, this was day one of The Chosen. Yeah, it, it probably would have taken a, a little bit longer than a week just to familiarize ourselves with each other. Right, right. Well, uh, I saw yesterday that um, I was going to ask you about the timeline of season three. Do you guys have a timeline of that? Does that Because I know you said it was delayed. Um, is there a timeline that you guys are supposed to be start shooting again? Yeah, the goal is spring of 2022. Okay. Um, uh, it, we're, we're being kind of ambiguous, uh, with the specifics because we just, we, we, we're building things sure. down in Texas right now. We're, we're actually constructing a sound stage and we're, we're building, uh, um, we're actually remodeling a, a structure that existed to become a, a new version of Capernaum and uh, other sets that we can use. And was that set in Utah? Did, was that one pre, was it already there when you guys started? There? Yeah. So, okay. So you had found that set. Who built that set? That, believe it or not, that is a church or that is a property owned by the LDS church. Okay. That's and, what I, I was assuming that, but I didn't know for sure, but that's, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And they built that probably for some kind of, some kind of performance themselves. They, they built it for their stuff. Yeah. And I, I don't want to make it an us versus them thing, but generally uh, w- I think we were the first evangelicals that were ever allowed onto that set before. Uh, another, I mean, know. another God thing, right? I mean, that's just amazing. I, I, I really believe it is. I mean, it, it, we, we should be building more bridges rather than trying to dig these ditches wider and saying, you do, you know, get away from me. Uh, your doctrine is wrong. Sure, yeah, your yeah. Doctrine is. 
Yeah, and right. it, I mean, anybody, I know you said the LDS Church, I know what you're talking about. If anybody listening doesn't know what the LDS Church is, that's the, it's the, the Latter-day Saints, it's Mormon, uh, uh, the Mormon Church. So, and in Utah, obviously, there's a, a large population there that is part of the LDS Church. Um, so when you had, I know that you had said it was pre-built, but um, I wasn't sure if that was pre-built by another, you know, production or if it was, if it was the church, but um, that's, yeah, that's really, that's, that's cool that they were, you were able to, to get that property to use that. Um, so as of yesterday, I saw the box office number for this. Um, and you, like, like you said, I mean, I know that like, if, if this doesn't reach people's hearts in the way that it's really intended to, this number means nothing to you, but, um, it passed 10 million, which is, I mean, that's, a, that's pretty amazing to, to see that. And I, I follow, I love movies. I follow box office a lot. And there's some, there's some movies that in the first week that are big movies that will make 10 million and they've put, you know, 60, 70 million into the, into the project. Right. So, I mean, 10 million, that's a huge number for, I'm guessing was not that bit, not a $60 million budget. Right. Um, no. <laughs> 60 million would be great for you guys, huh? You guys, you'd be funded. Um, but was that more than you expected? What was the, when this was all decided, was this something that you were like, well, um, or was it not even talked about? Was the money not even a, a, a discussion? You know, expectation is such a, a weird nebulous term. And with the shows, and we, we really truly try not to have expectations sure. because if, if we if we aim the bar too high, our human minds tend to be a little disappointed. Yeah. And if we aim the bar too low, then uh, in hindsight, we're like, oh, well, I guess we were doubting God. We shouldn't have doubted God like that. And, right. But we just, we take what comes. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, we're not going to give, marvel a run for their money with right. box office numbers or anything like that but to, to do this in today's market um you know covid and, and just the way movie theaters have kind of been hurting lately it's pretty remarkable and and to me again i'd mentioned before it's more about the heart and then the, the right people seeing it but it's also an indication to to hollywood you know right, you right, hollywood right. as just the industry in general that people want content like this. People want to be able to take their families to movies. Yes. And I'll, Garrett, I'll, I'll plug another movie that I'm not associated with at all, other than having a few friends that worked on it. Um, American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. Now you, you're a sports guy, yep. so you, you, you gotta be a little bit excited about that. This is uh, the Irwin brothers from Kingdom Studios. They did I Can Only Imagine, and they did the Jeremy Camp story. So right. yeah. Christmas, I, I think it opens maybe the- It's, uh, it's soon. Coming soon. Yeah. yeah, it's soon because I've seen more and more trailers for it, and yeah, it looks. I mean, they've got some big name actors in it too, which is really cool to see that they're. I mean, it's like you had said. Um, I think the first time I talked to you, you talked about how not everybody that's on the set of the Chosen, not everybody there are believers, and it's just still right. really cool that you guys are able to bring these people in and work together with them, build that bridge, and work together on something that's awesome, and not be like oh, sorry, you need to sign a contract that you've accepted Christ as your savior to work with us. Like, it's not that kind of deal, right? And you're just getting people, and it's sharing the message with even those people and building relationships, which is just awesome to see that, you know? Well, and my approach to evangelism is I, I'm more interested in trying to walk the walk yeah. and, and not really worrying about the talk all sure. that much. Because I think, I think the talk is what turns so many people off especially if it doesn't line up with the walk. So right. if I can walk the walk, you know, and it, it's something as simple as, as saying please and thank you. 
lifting people up, pointing out positive things, holding the door open for somebody for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, letting letting the person next to me on the airplane have the the armrest and not putting up too much of a fuss. Right. Uh, that's that's what I'm working on still. Yeah. To be honest. Now, as a as a worship pastor, I'm a big fan of a lot of the people that you guys were able to bring in for this Christmas special. Uh, we do. I mean, obviously, Phil Wickham songs are some of some of the most popular ones. Uh, I mean, they all are. Brandon Lake's got some that are really popular now. And um, you've, uh, I think King Country was there as well, right? And then you got like yeah. Maverick City and like a lot. These are some, these are the biggest names in the, in the worship artist industry, you know? And uh, like, I think you had Cody, you said Cody Carnes and Carrie Job. They were all there for the season two, right? They they were on set for the uh, Sermon on the Mount scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was just going to ask, like, what's it like seeing the, the literally the most well-known artists in the Christian community come together to make a project like this? It's, uh, it's, it's weird in a way because they're such fans of the show. Mm-hmm. And so they're approaching us and saying, Oh, I love the show. And we're like, no, 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 we're, we're fans of yeah, you. Yeah. Let, let us be the fan girl right now. And, <laughs> uh, just, just, uh, you know, admire your talent. Cause, uh, I tell you, whenever Phil Wickham opens his mouth to start singing, I'm just blown away yeah. by just such a gentle, uh, presence in him i just i just love his approach to, to singing worshipfully and he's not afraid to use the falsetto yeah uh that's fantastic and brandon like i i didn't meet brandon but uh just you, you can just tell there's so much raw worshiping power behind his voice and that you know it's almost like he is david uh you know lifting up his psalms and, and crying out uh and i just admire that so much i, I wish i could sing like those guys <laughs> i know it's so i mean i because i, I sing every week and i'm I, like I said, I sing a lot of their songs and I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a worship leader. I'm not a recording artist. I don't write songs. I'm not a performer. I don't have a great voice. I have a, I can sing and it's adequate for what I do. And sometimes we're listening, you know, we're planning our Christmas sets and stuff like that. And we're listening through some of these songs and we'll hear something be like, let's do this. And I'm like, now everybody here knows it's not going to sound like that. Right. And like, we can do it. It's going to, it'll be fine, but it's not going to sound like that because they're professionals for a reason and they're doing what they're doing because they're phenomenally talented. And it's always kind of a funny, like, okay, everybody get back down to earth real quick and realize that we are not, we're not king and country. We can do drummer boy, but we're not, we're not going to sound like them. You know, it's, it's funny to, to be in that, that position sometimes. Well, and I sure hope, I sure hope that you and your team don't put so much pressure on yourselves to we try don't. to sound great. I mean, that, that, that's, that's not the point. You're there worshiping and, uh, you know, if you don't cry out, the stones will, and right. they probably will sound worse than even you on your worst day. Yeah. You know what? My worst day actually was when I was interviewing at this church and I, um, I had already come for one interview and the, you know, we do four services over the weekend and, um, there's about 1500 people that come to our four services and I, everything had gone really well that weekend. They brought me back a few weeks later and the Saturday night service, everything went great. Went over to, uh, one of our staff members house to just interview with the staff and, and have a conversation. I ended up completely losing my voice. And on Sunday morning around 6am, I text the pastor and, and a couple of the staff and I'm like, look, my voice is completely gone. I'm not sure how today's going to go. I'll be there and we're, I'm going to, I'll squeak through it. Like whatever I need to do, it's going to happen. And it ended up being a really good experience. And obviously I got the job and like, I ended up being here 
And I think that was a big reason was just because I could have easily just been like, yeah, my voice is gone. Good luck today. I'm out, you know, like that kind of thing. And I'm like, nope, this is going to probably be a little embarrassing, but that's not, it's not what it's about. So we're just going to, we're going to worship today and whatever happens, happens. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, Hey, uh, before I let you go, I got one bone to pick with you. You told me there were supposed to be dinosaurs in season two and, uh, you, uh, I didn't see any dinosaurs. Yeah, we had to delete those scenes. Oh, uh, man. We, we just, yeah, uh, we couldn't get the the, the um, licenses to clear, um, you know, because Universal. The, they, the you wonder you had the same. Are, it was the same T Rex, right? That they used in Jurassic it, it Park. It was, yeah. yeah, and and he's technically copyrighted. Yeah. So, uh, uh we might put them in the deleted scenes on the special edition DVD coming out next year. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Good. I can't wait to see that. hey justin thank you so much for taking some time today i appreciate it um before you go let us know how we can watch the the chosen christmas with the chosen yeah just go to the chosen.tv slash christmas it's extended in theaters another couple days not sure when people will see this but uh we also have a live stream coming up on sunday the 12th and we'll give more details about that and and maybe we'll even show it on the live stream but okay Go see it in the theater. Continue to tell Hollywood. Go see American Underdog. Continue to tell Hollywood that this is the type of content that we crave. Because yeah. in order for uh, you know more stuff like this to be available, the consumer has to show the the you know the person creating the content that it is a viable uh, source. I, that was the most uneloquent way of saying it, but basically it makes sense. Go go see American Underdog. Go see the Chosen Christmas with the Chosen if you can. Uh, the Chosen TV slash Christmas. All the details are, are right there. And if you don't follow uh, the Chosen on social media, go ahead and and give us a follow. We keep you up to date. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, brother. Have a good Christmas. All right, you too, Merry Christmas.